we're almost becoming normal again. I mean, new normal. I, I guess that's new normal. I think it's like I don't like saying normal because it's like it's like normal. It's like saying like it didn't happen, and it happened. Yeah, you have to yeah. know that it happened. So yeah, we're getting back to it. Like we're gonna be able to be uh, welcome to stand by everybody. By the way, <laughs> listening and uh, yeah, no, we're excited because eventually you and I will be in the same room again. We can we can feel. Yes, it. I mean it's coming, well, isn't it, it's, buddy? It's it's yeah. It's hopefully it's gonna be in a nice cool studio. You know, we're working on that. So, uh, you know, everybody yeah. stay tuned with that. Yeah, because eventually we'll be doing our, you know, having invited the guests there that the guests that are that we can get that are, that live here. And then yeah. and obviously, if we I mean, if we get like guests that are traveling or in another city, we'll we'll do it this way as well. But we're yeah. going to combine, you know. But it's it's just going to be nice to not always have to worry about the delay. With, yes. with each yeah, other. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like triangulating a conversation. Too. Spe- so yeah, because some, some, sometimes it's like you're like, is this? Did they hear me? Or like, or you? Sometimes the connection yeah. works great. Sometimes with me, like it goes in and out. You know, like yeah, like sometimes the connection is great one time and yeah. then it doesn't. So I don't know. Yeah, no, it's um, and the first time that's coming back to normal is that I actually went to a, an actual movie. I okay. Went to the, I, I went to Universal. They've opened up Universal Studios, like City Walk, like in the City area. Walk. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I went and saw a little that horror movie, Chris Rock. I saw Chris Rock, one of my favorite. Wait, wait, wait. Chris uh, Rock was in a movie. Is in Chris a movie. Rock, I mean, Chris obviously, Rock. I know he's in a movie, but like, which one? Yeah, he's in the new like it's called Spiral, but it's like a Saw. It's like Saw. It's in the oh, family. Oh, got it, got it. How yeah. was it? Good. Um. It's okay, that's just... it. Okay, <laughs> all right. Let's I, like, forget, forget yeah, it. Let, let's, yeah. let's talk about it. I want to talk about the experience hey, of going to the movie. Get what you, you get what you want. Okay, let's just put it that way. And I, I mean, wanted, that's fine. It's I like I don't know. I don't know Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. I don't think he's listening to this right now. So it's like no. I think he just you can literally no, Chris, go like it wasn't Chris Rock good. is awesome. It's yeah. It's not about Chris. Samuel Jackson plays his father. So so okay. it's so it's two two great actors. Uh, and and a comedian, a great fantastic comedian, who you wouldn't conceive of that. It's a natural step. I thought it was. I thought it was very. It, you get your entertainment value. Let's put it that way. Right. But I will say this: there's no. I feel like you want to be in the second, in the in the sequel, and that's why you keep doing this. It's like, no, it's uh, a great yeah. movie. <laughs> uh, I I didn't. You, anyway, um, but it's uh, life is relatively normal. They do. They made an announcement before the movie, though. Before the lights went down, they go, "You must keep your masks on during the movie." Which so, I mean, did people do that? Like, no, yeah. I looked down my each aisle. And I was like, no, I don't see anybody. Who's What's gonna keep packed? Mask what was on? the capacity? It was. I would say it was probably about thirty percent. Oh, you know, okay. It wasn't it, yeah? It so wasn't did they make packed, you? Do they have blocked seats like blocked off and stuff like that? Like I think maybe they just uh, nothing was blocked off, but I think maybe they would only sell certain seats. Oh, so got that, it. To got make it. sure, that, and then just insist that people sit in their assigned seats, and then uh, you know, and they say wear masks. And if outside the theater too, they were they wouldn't let us linger in our own area. Yeah. There's no no seats or so it was very bare. What bones. about popcorn and stuff? Popcorn, popcorn was being sold, okay. but the but bars weren't open. There's no bars open. There's even the bar in the cafe. So, because I met with my friends, but you early. can't drink, but you can eat popcorn. What about like uh, soda yeah. and stuff? You can get soda, yes. Oh, so, oh you mean soda. like actual drinking? I mean the actual bar. Yeah. But like you drink bar. beer when you go to uh, to see a movie? 
Well, if you're meeting people at seven o'clock for an eight thirty movie, and you uh, get an okay. hour, usually, yeah, usually you have a couple of beers, yeah, you have yeah. a chat, chat in the bar, and then you get your popcorn and go. Yes, that that would be oh, yeah. yes. Thing. And then it's not happening now, and there's no yeah. So there was no, and then all the bars at the City Walk too. They, uh, it was like a two hour wait, <laughs> so none of us could wait that long anyway. Wow. And their their bars aren't open either, so yeah. they only have certain tables. So yeah. So and and did you go by yourself, or was this a date, or what? Okay, I keep saying friends. I've been saying with friends for the last couple, but it was yeah, I was I on a I was on a date. Yeah. Oh, oh man, too bad we're almost we can talk about it. it. A, we have to talk about it, it was, later. <laughs> yeah, I'll ah, tell you about it. That's later. why. Because like, for now we have a very important uh, interview to get to. Very important yes. guest. Very, very excited. I mean, I was like, when you told me, I was very excited because I'm a very huge fan of him. because uh, of he's been on the show uh, Veep. You know, uh, he was a regular there. He's also been on the Goldbergs and uh, he's in a new show that just got renewed on HBO Max called Made for Love. So check it yeah. out. And um, and yeah, I was very, very excited to have uh, this guest Dad in the podcast. Bacchanal, everybody, is uh, joining us. So why waste any more time? Let's get to the. Yeah. And it was fun. It was great talking Dude. to him. He had so much. He was I mean, fantastic. I love yeah. it. Even early on, can I just uh, early on, he tells a story and I love it when a guest uh, tells a story and then says to us, guys, I've never told that to anybody. Before. Yeah, we've we're, we're on a roll for that. So that was that really is, fun. So that is, which is good. I think people trust us. Uh, yeah. So like, that's great. And also he had like an also like very cool stories about like working in the industry. Then how did he became who he is? You know, all his experiences. And, and you know, he travels so much which was so interesting yeah. to hear. Like that was such a break. And he gave us, a, and so he gave us some great advice too on travel. So yeah. uh, please check it out. We're not going to waste any more time. So just, you know, here we go. Make this episode. Bye. Stand back at L everybody. I'm good, man. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm really good. It is. It's fantastic to see you. Fantastic to see you. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, just quick, are you in based in LA or are you going? Yeah, I live in Los Angeles. Okay. I'm cool. struck by how much uh, how much Jay looks like one of the Gibbs. You look right? like you in the Bee Gees, dude. Uh, yeah, I've heard that before, and I just got the haircut too. Yeah, I've well, never, that's. I've, Never seen it before. Well, that's why oh, he goes right. when he goes get a haircut. He gets the BG haircut, so that's probably yeah. why. Give me the give me the Barry Gibb. Give me you the sure Gibb. You don't want to go with you don't want to go with the Maurice. <laughs> I don't want the Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me the Gibb. I, I like I've got the vinyl collection. All I I admire your vinyl collection behind you there. But oh, yeah, thank you. Excellent. I got some B, I got uh, some BGs in there. Yeah, that's nice. the I, I just walk into the shop with the BGs album. I go there. Do it. Do it. Save that me. one. I mean, that was a good, it was a good uh, seven or eight inches I lost off my, off of, my of hair. Off, of hair. Of hair. Are, you, are you talking about hair, right? Okay. Go. Yes. Yes. All I, right. I, okay. I, I definitely, in <laughs> quarantine hasn't been that, that bad. I haven't, <laughs> okay. made, I haven't made those kind of decisions. So, but uh, Dan, I mean, I feel like, I mean, I miss you, buddy. Uh, it's great to see you again, but you've been on my television so often. 
because uh like even uh i think the, is it the heat that's on all the time on tnt yeah. this month like like i think yeah. they bought the heat this month so that's on like every second night that i happen to be yeah. channel flipping right when you're right when you're there causing shit and uh so yeah you're always you're always on our screens i i assume you've still been busy even in the time of quarantine well there was that nine correct? months where nobody did anything nobody was allowed to work or anything and then as soon as that was done we went back to uh, finish up Made for Love, which was the HBO Max show that mm -hmm. I did that um, actually just got picked up for a second season. So thank you to oh, anyone who's watching that. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, yeah. But yeah, we went back to finish that up. And I went back to do the Goldbergs because I do a recurring guest star yeah. on the Goldbergs. Mm -hmm. And um, so I went back and did both of those. Now I'm working on a, a, one of the American Crime Story shows, but I'm not allowed to say anything because, oh. you oh, know. Wow. Of course, because it's always like a... Yeah. Yeah, but they're based on real life, so people any story points could just be looked up on Wikipedia anyway. But whatever, I'll do what they yeah. say. Nice. Right. Now, is that um, is that extra exciting for you to step like because as a you're a comedic, you know, you're, a, yeah. you're the man comedically, and now to stretch your acting chops to do the serious stuff. Do you enjoy doing that? Stepping out of the comedy world and going. Yeah, I think you know. I mean, I've always tried to approach it as the same animal no matter what it was whether it was comedic or dramatic i was always approaching it like well is the person pissed off well then you're pissed you know whether it's comedy right. or drama play it as angry as possible and if it's a comedy it's going to be funny and if it's a drama it's going to be dramatic right. So. right but do you make an uh, an adjustment uh by the angriness of like the if it's a comedy or a drama or did you just play the, no. the same no i mean like veep is probably the most yeah. angry i've ever been on camera <laughs> and It's a comedy and it's people hilarious. are like, yeah, yeah, that character is yeah. hilarious. I'm like, if you yeah. say so, I'm just, I'm just letting out my anger in those <laughs> moments. Wow, uh, that's awesome. Because I'm excited to, to uh, take a quick trip down memory lane because you were one of the first, um, I'm going to say, I mean, this is going to be an oversimplification, but you, my friend, are one of the first Americans I met because I was basically fresh off yeah. the plane. I had come from Britain fresh off the plane and I and I took basically the taxi to the set of legit where you were starring with my good friend uh Jim Jeffries and mm -hmm. yeah. and, and DJ Qualls and uh, and so that's how I met you I, you were I was fresh off the plane I was like how you doing you guys that was that show and that experience right away that was like a playground for you guys yeah. like you were you guys were having so much I couldn't believe what I had walked into I thought it was going to be all serious I had just flown all the way across the ocean. I was like, oh, God, I don't think I should be on a TV like set right now, all serious and quiet, please, and action and all this. And I show up, and I swear to God, you guys were just, you know, just farting around and fooling around and having a well, laugh. And then when the cameras were on, you were you were riffing. I don't know if you, like, you, you semi-stayed on script and just uh, crushing it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's Jim. It's Jim. That's why. I mean, you know, I think we both have a – a real love for Jim. And, uh, I, yeah. you know, to me, that was the first time I ever met him was working on that show. So all I knew was, here's this guy who's in charge of the show. You better behave yourself. Next thing I know, he's calling me spoon face and flicking me in the ball. <laughs> and I went, okay, we're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the level we're working with. This is going to be yeah. just fine. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's, yeah, that's that's going to be perfect. when you can, Yeah, you guys, because you all had se serious chemistry. I couldn't believe what yeah. I was, what I got to watch. Well, you know, I mean, that's how he is. If you're in, you're in. And if you're out, 
you're not playing anyway. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's how Jim is. So if you're in the game, you're in. So I mean, we we were made to feel welcome and part of the team immediately. Yeah. Oh, man, that's amazing. And of course, and then you came and worked on the Jim Jeffrey show with us. So your resume yeah. is uh, is uh, one to be totally admired. And uh, we really appreciate of Jim. you. <laughs> 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 we, we really appreciate it's that. It's a resume full of Jim. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Olas. And um, so I mentioned just before we went on air, I, I said, I realized myself, I only uh, I only learned about this, the, the Florida man, right? How you guys all have these mm-hmm. memes in America. I think the rest of the world knows about them now, but I've learned about the Florida man since I moved here. And I did mention to you because I knew that you you defined it before we came on air because I actually said it came out of my mouth. I said, now you're a Florida man. Do you consider yourself a Florida man? And then you quickly went, well, I'm from Florida. I'm so- from Florida. But <laughs> back in my drinking days, I was certainly a Florida man. Florida man arrested for, I'll tell you this quick story. We were at a place called Margarita y Amigas in uh, Stewart, Florida, which is my hometown. Where is Stewart? And is that close it's to It's like where? north of Palm Beach. Okay. Yeah, Martin County. And um, and I got lit, and the manager was kind of tired of our noise, and I went, oh, pardon me, sir. And I placed my ass on his leg, and I went, <laughs> and I cut a fart right on his leg, and he went, that's it! And he called the cops. <laughs> And the cops showed, showed up, and I got—I almost got arrested. I got a citation because I talked oh. my way out of it by saying, "Come on, I farted on the guy." <laughs> that was—that was my—that was, my, was a Florida man, a Florida man wow. arrested for farting on Margarita <laughs> y Amiga's manager. <laughs> That's hilarious. I've, I, it's funny that he's like that was his last straw. He's like, "All right, well, okay, no farting on the man." It says on the sign right here. It is pretty disgusting yeah when you think about it. I mean, no. like, it's not my proudest mo- this is the first time i've ever said this in public so thanks for dragging that out but it is it is probably my most but you were young moment. right it was you were like in, in sure, young, i was so. in my early 30s okay <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair excuse yes yes i was young i was younger then i mean we're automatically younger then but yeah sure let's use that as an excuse i mean hey at the start of this podcast we were younger we were all younger when we met. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it worked. I mean, so that's so that's really exciting because uh, being in Florida for that for that amount of time, and then I'm aware. Then you made the move to Chicago. So that's mm-hmm. that's how much yeah. I know about your early career. I'm not sure if Florida influenced you as much as obviously going to Chicago. Um, yeah. you know, and starting doing improv there. Right, that's your big. Like that's what that's your greatest influence in the comedy influences when you're moving. Yeah, to for sure. Because I think in co- I went to Florida State and um, I loved it. I had a great time, but really I was there to watch football and and drink and yeah. eat right. mush- mushrooms. There were and a lot of mushrooms that grew in the fields there, and that was kind of what I was all about, you know. mushrooms back then, so man, you're 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 like with yeah. the pioneers because now it's like yeah. being popular. So like, wow, like you knew it back then. Yeah, we were mushroom pioneers. Um, but uh, And then when I got to Chicago and I found the Improv Olympic, uh, which later became the IO and is now mm-hmm. defunct, and the Second City, I kind of found my crowd. You know, I found the group that I could fit in with improvisers. Uh, just kind of worked. It worked for me because it was that, that marriage of theater, comedy with right now. Uh, and I was terrified of stand-up, so that's the reason I never even tried. I, and I'm glad I didn't really 
put any effort into stand up because I think I would have failed and perhaps gone home with my tail between my legs and maybe I wouldn't be where I am. But um, with improv, I found out real quick that all you had to do is kind of be real in the moment and people would appreciate it. Mm -hmm. That's funny. I had that different. Uh, my, I started with improv and moved to L.A. to do improv at the Groundlings. And I didn't find that like group of people like I think everybody yeah. you know and and for me then that's what led me to do stand-up because then I was like because uh, I think if I were to find that group of people I would have stayed doing improv and not stand-up so it was a little different. The Chicago that's the Chicago attitude too mm. though is that it's a pub mentality you know it's we all go to the club together we watch each other's show maybe this person mm. backs out and I get they don't show up I get to sit in or something And then afterwards, we're all going out for beers. Uh, uh, so there was a very pub mentality in Chicago. So there was a real, you know, very blue collar city. Uh, and I love it. I think it's my favorite city uh, in the U.S. for sure. And uh, I, I would have stayed forever if, uh, if it weren't for the vision of bigger and better things show business wise. Right. Okay. So there is, uh, you do start to see a bit of a ceiling in Chicago because I mean, it's such an improv hub. That I'm like, yeah. what, what is, like, you just, you hear so much about all, like, you know, other than New York. I mean, it's a stronger improv hub than L.A. even, isn't isn't it? Yeah. I, well, yeah. it was before the pandemic, yes. And then once the pandemic came along, things kind of fell apart. Uh, the I.O. Uh, shuttered up for good um, but to, due to other issues. But it was still, it happened during the pandemic, and now that's gone. And that'll probably lead to a a serious hemorrhaging of, of bodies. But, right. you know, I, it's, it's a thing where you can only go so far with that. And then you can do a guest show, a guest spot on whatever two TV shows are shooting there and you can do whatever movies are going to be there, but you're not going to get the big roles. I mean, very few people have been able to stay there and carve out uh, a television and film career while staying based in Chicago. It's just not, it's, right. it's a little more Herculean. Plus I got, I got the daily show, which took me out of Chicago uh, to New York. So, uh, you know, who knows? I might still be there if it hadn't been for the daily show. So the daily right. show was a big, the big, uh, uh, gig that you got that made you move then to, to New York. Yeah. Yeah. They came through and they auditioned a bunch of people at, uh, They auditioned a lot of uh, the local stand-ups, uh, a lot of the local comics, and a lot of the local improvisers and sketch comedians and, and actors uh, at the different theaters. And I got put in one of those barrels, and, and right I don't know, they, they picked me. That, they didn't like me once I got there, but they picked me. <laughs> <laughs> that happens, doesn't it? That, that... I, that seems to be the story of my You were sticking out of the barrel. You were so big. You were sticking out of the yeah, barrel. They're like, let's take that one. And then they went, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, shit. Hey, um, and just and be before we carry on with that, I'm just curious about one other thing, because Francisco and I love we love to talk about like the decisions that we made earlier in our careers and stuff. And like as Francisco said, you know, moving here for improv, but then becoming an it going into stand-up, you know, individually. I moved to Britain on my own. Um, when you did make the move and you knew you wanted to go into improv and stuff, were you doing it with any friends or anything? Or did you just kind of go, no, nah, I'm just going to go do this because either I'm going to fail on my own in front of strangers or did you go with friends? Like, we're going to form a troupe and we're going to... No, I went, by, I went by myself. I mean, I moved to Chicago with a girlfriend and she dumped me four months after we got there. Wow. Uh, and so I didn't read... The only I, people I, I knew were her friends. 
that happened exactly to me. Like I moved here and then my girlfriend dubbed me like four and I have, and I never oh. been depressed in my yeah. life. And I feel that's, I remember being in a studio apartment. It was like a Saturday. It was all dark, yes. just sleeping like this. And I'm like, what is going on? I used to promote <laughs> parties in DC and I was like, what is this? It was so depressed. And the yeah. thing was like, I felt, it was like, I feel like it was because she's surprised. I was going to break up with her in my plan. I was like, and then she she jumped oh, she, the gun, and I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, no, I I came I came with her, and when she dumped me, that was it. All of her friends went with her, and I had nobody. Oh, but I was doing theater, and I was doing a I was doing a play at the time with Nick Offerman and mm -hmm. uh, a whole bunch of other you know great Chicago people. But Nick, of course, people know, and uh, we were doing this great play uh, called The Kentucky Cycle, and it was a two night play. It was seven hours long. And I got, I made a bunch of friends in that cast, real friends. And a couple of them were like, why aren't you doing improv? You should be doing improv because that's Chicago, right? And I said, well, and I came here for that, but I'm kind of afraid to do it. And they were like, oh, just go do it already. So I went and I started doing it. And next thing I knew, I was kind of like rising through the ranks pretty quickly. Nice. It's funny how people like how sometimes we need that little push. I feel, I always feel like that's oh, like yeah. life telling you like, hey do this you know like we don't realize oh, until yeah. somebody tell us and it's like yeah, yeah why not you know so that's oh, that's yeah. a cool thing to feel I, i'm a very big believer on that so i like hearing those things because it's always somebody telling you like you're like yeah okay fine i'll do it and then all of a sudden it's like oh yeah i'm good at this uh, yeah, yeah. If, i think it also can coincide with having our hearts broken because 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 sometimes we feel there's nothing left to lose Fuck yeah it. well yeah my heart's broken. i can die in front of these people i don't mind if someone had told me to go down to the stockyards, I'd have been like, okay, I'll go, <laughs> yeah, I'll go cut it. cows open. I don't, whatever, <laughs> you got it. You know, just give me a direction. I'm in. Yeah. You're lucky yeah. you didn't have your own friends with butchers or something like that. You know, right, like, exactly. <laughs> hey, I got a couple of cows. Like, all right. Um, that's great. So then you moved to New York and then New York, uh, how long were you there in New York? Uh, I was just there for two years. I had a two-year contract with The Daily Show, and it, it just almost immediately out of the bag, it was like, ah, this isn't a good fit. I'm not political. I had no guts to write anything back then. Mm. I Pretty much the way, same thing, like I said about stand-up, was like, <clears throat> the reason I never really tried it, well, the reason I had never tried it, period, full stop, was because I thought, but it's too hard. Look at how it makes me laugh. I can't possibly do that, so I'm not going to try. And I had the same approach to uh, sketch comedy, and I had the same approach to The Daily Show. Rob Corddry is so funny because he's writing his own stuff. Stephen Colbert was so funny because he was writing his own stuff. I'm not going to be able to do that, so I'm not going to try. And, mm -hmm. that, you know, ultimately, it took me 10 years after the job was over to realize, oh, that's what happened. But that is what happened. Ah, uh, that you just didn't... You know, you were just kind of like afraid of of of, of 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 right. Oh, but it's funny because oh, yeah. it's like I feel like I don't know. It's a stand up. That's the first thing that I ever did. And like, then I look at people like you, and I go like, that is is so like so hard to me doing. You know, like to get to be that person and in the in any scene and not break character and be there and kind of like because it's a comic. Your first thing is to like call out the awkwardness. Yeah. So when you're yeah, in an audition yeah, right. and you see the person just like looking at their phone and I'm like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing an audition in here, you know. And like, I've, I've done that too. I had a guy once, <laughs> I, I don't know, it was like some 
space show or something, and I showed up like, all right, I'll wear a tracksuit because in the future everyone's wearing an outfit, right? And I thought, I'll make, I'll make a tra- I'm a bald-headed guy in a tracksuit. They won't forget me. And this guy over here is like this. <laughs> and I just did like this. Boom! On the floor with my foot. And I went, hey! And he looked at me and I went, all right, man, let's do this, right? And I don't, I don't remember who it was. You know, for all I know, it could have been. And that was you know, Steven what, Spielberg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spielberg, it doesn't, you know, and I just basically was like, I am not going to come in here all prepared and dressed in my best tracksuit and have you fall asleep on me. Like, so I've done it too. I have a yeah. feeling that's happened to you a few times because I hear even, I think uh, even the way you met Jim. I'll just yeah. say for legit, I think I, yeah, I mean, maybe I'll leave it to you to, to relay that no, story. Just, it just, they told us when we were going to audition for legit, they said, now there's going to be some improv in the audition. So, you know, don't be afraid of that. And I said, I'm not, I, you know, I, <laughs> that's what I, I, I yeah. you know, I improvised for drunk Cubs fans <laughs> when the best they could get was like Carrie Wood throwing strikeouts uh, and yeah. Sammy Sosa yeah. eating whatever it was he was eating to hit all those home runs. Yeah, like yeah. that was the highlight. So like I'm yeah. I'm good I'm not afraid of a tough crowd, uh, but I didn't think that I thought like Jim's gonna improvise with me and I come in and he goes hey tonight he <laughs> oh, no. didn't, didn't look up at me and I went oh <sighs> shit this okay this guy that's okay sometimes you know you don't have the job when you walk in because they look at you and they go oh this yeah. <laughs> and then he did the scene with me looking at a script the whole time and when I was done he was like they were he and Peter O'Fallon the showrunner were like. All right, it was great. Thanks. And I left and I was like, these fucking guys, he never even fucking looks at me. He doesn't, they tell me they're going to improvise and he never takes his eyes off the script. Fuck this Australian guy, man. This is <laughs> I was, I was curious. I walked out to my car. I had a parking ticket, Oh. you know, man. and I was like, oh, and then uh. I was all like two days later, hey, you booked it. Wow. And I thought, how is that possible? The guy didn't even look at me. And when I met Jim and told him that he's like, Mate, because I've been improvising with other people and it was throwing them. And so I just decided from then on, I wasn't going to improvise in the audition. I was just going to read it exactly as it was on the page. And I mean, JJ, you know, like, and, and Francisco, I don't know how well you know Jim, but like, that's the thing, like the, the, uh, the image of Jim is like, oh, this tough fucking Australian mm-hmm. guy. But ultimately yeah. there's a really, really sweet person in there. And yeah. that was him going, I don't want to mess up your opportunity. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to do it. I'm just going to look at the thing. And then I realized, oh, man. Then he bought me lunch. So ah, nice. <laughs> right? even. Because like, this is one of those, uh, like, I don't know if it's a game of telephone or the story develops over time. Because you know the way the story this story will go is that is that you can't, you come back into the room and you go, hey, you know what else? Fuck you. I got a parking ticket, you <laughs> motherfucker. But that's not something that happened. No, what happened was they brought me back for a, a callback. And when okay. I got back to the callback, I said, well, I hope this goes better than last time because I got a parking ticket last time I was uh, here, right? <laughs> that's funny. So that yeah. is true. It's just, nice. it's, you know. It's even funnier if you compact it into the one the one visit, the oh, one audition. And that, that, is, that is very funny. I think that's when he fell in love with you right there. He probably was like, oh. Not probably. He, yeah. That's the beauty, of, that's the beauty of Jim. Weird shit happens to him. He puts it all together. And the next thing you know, uh, you know, Neil Diamond is is cockfighting uh, Anthony Hopkins in a, in a disco in 1978. You know, that is so. It's so funny how those things like that. Like when you think something is like, well, this could have gone 
the worst. You know, they hate me. And then all of a sudden you yep. get this stuff. And it's kind of like, it shows you how, what, what weird this industry is and this business is that like, you never know. I mean, you could do the yeah. things and you're like, this is great. And they're like nothing. And then the ones that you were like, you're like, well, that was fucked up. And then you get yeah. it. It's like, you have no I've idea. I've had yeah. all versions, man. I've had all versions. The one where you're like, I nailed it and you get it. I nailed it. I don't get it. I nailed it. And I get a complaint from the casting director that I did something inappropriate or something. You go, I thought I nailed that thing. Uh, yeah. I, you know, so, and I've had ones where I went in an audition and it said 60 year old man pops. And I'm like, why am I even here? And the director says, you're probably wondering why you're here. And I say, yeah. And he goes, don't worry about it. The, the part's already yours. And I'm like, oh, I haven't even want- read. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, and then you're going like, wait, so do I look like a 60-year-old man? He's like, what are you yeah, talking about, man? What kind that's of so typecasting funny. is this? Yeah, that's this is where I, this, uh, the town that I've learned that saying of kill your babies, I've learned to let them go as well because of that. Yeah. Because Same thing on the Jim Jeffries show. When I used to present my writing on the Jim Jeffries show, I would keep all my discards. I would keep the things that I thought were garbage. And several times with the head writer i'd be like yeah that th- those back four pages are just the garbage ones and he'd be like oh really and then boom those are the ones that he likes uh, the most yeah. you never know how it's being perceived by other people when you, when you're like oh yeah no i know what's gold and what's not no we don't and you know don't i i don't want to you know i don't want to make it all about this but like that that's a point that i i try to remind like i'll, I'll meet young actors or young writers or something and they'll be like you have any advice? And I'm like, yeah, you never know what they're thinking. So just do it for you. Yeah. You know, your first, your first draft is just for you. They say, and it's like every draft is just for me until they start paying me and giving me notes. It's just for me. Yeah. If you're not paying me, why am I going to do it your way? I, I would not be a good staff writer. I don't think for somebody else's vision because I'd be writing it the way I want it. And then I'd say, now give me your notes and then I'll do what you want. But first I'm going to write it my way. And that's kind of the way I try to do my career too, is like, I don't turn hardly anything down, but there's been a couple of times I have, because I looked at the person I was, would be working with. And I said, they're not, they're not fun. They're not having a good time. Mm. And if I don't get to have a good time, man, I'm out. I don't, Mm. there's no, I have no interest in it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a great, that's a great advice. Yeah. Really good advice. Yeah. Never assume, never assume that they feel the exact same way that you do about whatever we're turning up. Yeah. Yeah. I I wanted to go back. I wanted to uh, quickly go back, uh, not go back, but like, uh, you know, cause this is like, we talk about travel and stuff like that. And, you know, you obviously travel, um, have traveled a lot also because you have, so is that a thing that I wanted, I'm assuming that you travel a lot of, obviously because of your jobs, you know, all the jobs that you get that you go from location to location. But uh, so two questions, like, have you um, how is that in terms of the job travels and like and where have you gone? Is it a location that you have loved or and also if by yourself, if you have traveled by yourself, like when you were younger, you know, like if there's anywhere that you're like, oh, man, this is the place that I love. Seems like every job I get winds up having a travel element to it. So since since being an actor, my first job was as a repertory theater company and we left rockport texas which is down by corpus christi yeah and we drove all the way up to maine all the way out to oregon oh, wow. all the way down to san diego all the way down to miami and everything in between oh, for wow. 10 months got in a got in a van with a suitcase and came back 10 months later 
Wow. So there's that kind of travel. And then in Chicago, I worked for the Second City Touring Company. We went everywhere. We did USO tours to Kosovo mm -hmm. and Bahrain. And, and then we did an, uh, a, a Far East Asian tour. We went, I'm looking at the map, Japan, Hong wow. Kong. Or we went to Tokyo, Hong Kong, Bangkok, and Singapore. And wow. that was like a three-week three tour. You know, wow. some of these, like right after 9-11, I did what they called a ski tour for the second city, which is you fly out to Denver and then you start driving north through all the ski towns. Then you turn around oh. and drive south through all the ski towns until you get to El Paso. So tons wow. of, tons of travel. Uh, I think my favorite place I traveled, though, was I went to Cape Town for a movie with Johnny Knoxville. And um, I was the only one there who I don't get loaded anymore. And I'm the only one there who doesn't get loaded. Oh. <laughs> and, I'm in, and I'm in Cape Town, uh. which is almost like Vegas in New Orleans in a different country. Oh, right. You know, oh, like right. it's, it's, it's a party town. And, um, and so I was alone a lot. And so I saw yeah. that city and that countryside by myself for the most part. And I found out that I can do that which was kind of cool nice. because I was always, I was so accustomed to traveling with an ensemble, yeah. both in that, that repertory theater and with the second city that, and also with the daily show, come to think of it, we traveled a ton as correspondents. Mm. You'd fly out, but you'd fly out with a, a field producer. So you'd be joined at the hip with someone that's writing and producing yeah. the piece with you. But on this film, I was alone 90% of the time. And I'd be like, well, I'm going to climb that hill today. Oh, wow. And people, right. and they go, it's, Sir, it's not safe to go up there by yourself. And I was like, well, I don't have a fucking option, Mark. You know, I'm, not drinking, you want to come with me, I'm not drinking, man. So give me this, yeah. bro. Yeah. No, that's that's very stand-up. I mean, that's like a like yeah. literally, that's like what we do as stand-ups. We're by yourself, and you're like, well, I guess I'll go by myself and you know climb this thing, and then you know, so it's yeah. very yeah. that's a very stand-up way of uh, traveling. Yeah. Because drinking, drinking kills a lot of time. It's uh yeah, it's of a course. Big, it's a big void to fill once you go. Dude, oh, that used to occupy so much time. It was, uh, uh, that was I my was day. I, I was in Cape Town six weeks, and wow. I worked twelve right. days. Oh, so that's so I had right. on average five days off. Dude, yeah. wow. Where I was like. You can only oh. see so many movies in offer comps, yeah. you know, before you go like, I, got, I can't do <laughs> That happened to yeah. me like in a very small scale when my first cruise that I did that I, as a, you know, for stand-up and like, yeah, I only had like one show and so, and then the rest, I was like, and there, you know, and I, and I watched every season of The Love Boat because that's the only channel <laughs> that they had. And I'm going, I'm calling my manager. I'm going like, what is, I feel like, I mean, he's like, dude, you're having a mental breakdown. I was like, yes, there's nothing to do. I got my loan. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And the love boat as well. There's a cocktail. The, the, uh, what's his, I don't oh, remember his dude, name. I watch he, everything. He's and... cocktails and you're trying to stay sober. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I had the, I had the, 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 the model down path. Now I'm pitching shows that are like love <laughs> it's like hey yeah. how about, <laughs> how about love, love but it's on a bus <laughs> <laughs> but in the desert <laughs> on a bus and the driver is jesus it's gonna be a hit oh wow so you did travel a lot wow and then yeah. um it's uh and then it, well besides um you know uh when you visit uh you know uh cape town and went all over any uh 
hobbies or things that you also that when you're on on the road either you know in set or something but you know is there yeah. something that you like to do like go to a favorite uh, coffee place or a favorite restaurant or yeah something like something like on top of going for these hikes and stuff like that like are you sports yeah, man, like I, I think yeah like in cape town for instance i said like you got to get us into a rugby match i want yeah. to see a live rugby match in a place where it actually matters where people in a full stadium and I went and saw a rugby match. I go to every record store I can find. I don't really mm. buy stuff because it sucks to to try to travel back with them. Yeah. But I love to go in right. and look. Bookstores too. Yeah. Um, but I li- I just love walking around wherever I am if it's safe. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I, it's not always safe. You know, no. you find out when you're. I've I've done three different movies yeah. in New Orleans, and each time I was there for anywhere from three weeks to two months, and you run out of safe places to walk around and eventually you're like, I'm going down this alley. I don't care what they say. I'm bored and I got to find something to do. Man. But live, live music too, man. Live music takes uh, yeah. up a lot of time. If you got the nights off, I like to go see the local music That's scene, nice. whatever they've got. Yeah. That's fun. That's something that I, you know, be cool too. But uh, for us comics, like mo- most of the times, those when we're performing. So it's like either. Yeah, like, exactly. It has to be like a late night show or something like, Vegas, yeah. you can do it a little bit when you're in Vegas. You know, you do your spot. New Orleans. Kind of like, or New Orleans. Yeah, places uh, yeah. like you, that. You feel very lucky when you're performing at a stand-up club that has a music venue or a cool kind of dive bar, like, near it or in the yeah. same strip mall. That that seems like a treat. I mean, so often, especially here in North America, I find stand-up comedy clubs are in strip malls in the middle of nowhere, and there's not even, yeah. like, there are the bar, and they're going to close yeah. after. Yeah. So you're kind of isolated. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it's an absolute treat if you find out. Oh, there's a there's a dive bar down the road. And there's a band playing. Perfect, perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five and, minute walk. And I wanted to ask: when you travel, is do you have any um, uh, super, superstitious items or sentimental items that you bring with you? Are you uh, a superstitious and, man? I always like to guess. As yeah, well. JJ always likes to I, guess. I am gonna guess no. I don't know why, I, but I. Feel like you're not a superstitious man, but I'm not superstitious about certain things. What I do is I touch the plane as I get on every single oh. time. I touch, I touch the outside. Most like the Rudy, like, like Rudy but, when he like Notre, yeah. Dame, Notre Dame, like like hitting yeah, the like, ball. Fly like a fucking oh, right. champion today. <laughs> you know, but really, really, I think it's the first time that I ever did it. I was like, I think I was stoned to the bone. And I was getting on, and I was like. Man, this thing's gonna be thirty thousand feet in the air pretty soon, man. And I just touched it. Wow! And then it just kind of became a thing. Like that plane didn't crash, so I'm gonna do that every time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, but otherwise, no. I mean, I, I have I usually carry like these headphones and a pair of AirPods and an and an iPad and a laptop. Like I carry as much entertainment as I possibly can. A book which I never read. Uh, yeah, on the plane. Yeah. I open it, I fall asleep, and that's the end of it. Um, but I can't, I can't sleep on planes. Even when I drank, I couldn't sleep on planes. Oh, yeah. I even, cannot. Fall what about asleep. with edibles now and stuff like that? Like that doesn't. Well, I don't know. Maybe I, I suppose that yeah. would probably work. But then I'd also probably be like, "Let me in!" At the cockpit, <laughs> like you gotta hear what I was thinking about. Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know which edibles you're doing. I'm talking. I mean, I got ones that are very. That's the point. That's oh, the point. I, God, I think yeah. if I did, it would go bad. It would probably it would go from edibles to whatever whiskey to. Oh, God. I started late. I started very late in the edibles game, so that's why I'm like very excited about it because I I started yeah. just doing it like five years ago. So I'm like, oh yeah, it's great, bro. You just could fall asleep, 
You eat a bunch of pretzels and, you know. No. All I ever did was smoke it. And I used to have to travel with it in my pants, you know, in my underwear band. Yeah. Because I was like, no one's going to pat down your actual cock and balls. So you just (laughs) hang it over the lip of your underwear band. And nowadays, they don't even give a shit. Yeah. Now it's like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, now it's like, it doesn't. Now it's ever. You can just buy it anywhere. Now you're buying these. You buy I buy edible candies and they can just go in a bag of candy. It looks like you just bought it at the at the store. So as long as you know that the gummy bears are the marijuana and then all the other ones, <laughs> yeah, all the yeah. other types, jelly babies and stuff are not, then be you know, but it's you know, you can still have too many at twenty thousand feet. Yes, I think so. Start it's what no, but I I feel that way too. I've never felt uh comfortable enough to sleep on a plane, even if I'm in first class or anything like that. I think I just think even in luxury, if you're over six foot one it's just a pain in the ass (laughs) last time i flew international for a job they flew us first class and i and i said to the lady i said i'm sorry excuse me do you have any longer beds and she said sir this is the same bed everyone has and i was like i'm not gonna sleep Uh. and she she kind of was like well that sounds like your problem (laughs) and i said okay and then it was like ding ding every 40 Uh. minutes like you got any more of those cookies or a magazine (laughs) or something like a 16 hour flight i'm going out of my mind oh man yeah did you guys hear this i just i this is on the news this weekend actually they're they haven't readjusted uh the airlines uh what they think the weight of a human man and a human woman is since like the 60s for flying so they have so i don't know if you guys know this this so this just happened on the weekend they pointed out that like a, a human man is listed at like 190 and a human woman is like 160 and they've been using that math since the 60s, they haven't adjusted it to all these 240-pound, 250-pound human yeah. beings. Fuck, that dude. Are getting on More than that. Now. Shit, I'm <laughs> yeah. 220, yeah, exactly. and I don't exactly. even look fat. <laughs> exactly. I mean, have you wow. seen... Like, put up. <laughs> have you seen a spirit flight? That's like, I think the <laughs> average is like, the spirit is 220 in that, in yeah. those flights. Yeah. The spirit, I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I think I, fl- I don't know if I flew, but like, I don't, I mean, because to me, that's always it's such a pyramid scheme. It's kind of like, yeah, the ticket is 30 bucks. And then as you get there, it's like, well, if you want to sit, that's $20. If you want to standing room, <laughs> yeah. if you want a seat yeah. bill, that's a hundred. It's like, what the, you know, so it's like, they keep adding the stuff. So I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I end up going like with my, it's Los Angeles in the middle of summer, but I got my, because I'm flying to New York. So, and then I got a winter jacket. I got all my layers of clothes for the weekend so that I can save the 15 bucks. I'll, t- I'll tell you how I saw it because I heard because it was a story about Dave Batista, who actor, wrestler turned actor. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's a big 340 pound man or whatever. And so right. I think they were asking him because he buys two seats now. He buys two uh-huh. first class seats to travel, mm-hmm. which must never get, uh, never be not weird because he's sitting next to an empty seat. So I'm sure tons of people are like, can I just sit there? And you have to go, no, I, I bought it. I bought it for me. I bought, I bought that's it. mine. That's, that's, that's for this half of me. That's for this other, <laughs> this other half of me right here. That's $15,000. <laughs> yeah. On my right side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I also wanted to kind of go back to uh, when you were in Florida growing up and uh, talk about also like uh, like family holidays, family travels that you yeah. uh, ever did. Like, you know, we we'll, uh, any great uh memories that you have from with your family yeah, traveling I'm, you know i'm part of a brady bunch family there was uh, three of us and then there was four my dad had four kids uh, my stepdad and we got together and there were seven of us so oh, that's cool. and then we went up to minnesota every single summer 
So every oh. summer there was a family caravan with the pot smoking high school age kids in one car driving. <laughs> and then mom and dad in the other car with the three of us that were too young to do that. And they'd be driving by us like, Hey man, cool, man. <laughs> love you, brother. Love you, man. And then we'd meet them at the rest stop. But uh, we, we, my parents had a calendar that they made up. We used to go to a place called Kettle Falls, which is in International Falls, uh, Minnesota, which is Frostbite Falls from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Uh, and, now, and now your and, parents were from Minnesota, were they? they, they yeah, were yeah, yeah. And I was born in Minnesota, and yeah. all my siblings were born in Minnesota, come to think of it. So oh, right. we're all Minnesota people, but we moved to Florida. So we're part of the problem. We more than anything else. You know, Florida would just be a hot, sweaty place with a few desperate rednecks, but instead it's loaded with people because everyone wants to get away from the, the cold. But And we would drive all the way up there, and I would go. And my mom and dad had a calendar, two months' worth of calendar, and it was Danny in Rochester, Tom in Mound, Jen, it, like all of our names listed where we were going to be, what dates, and what oh, phone wow. numbers. Like, craziness man but we went on a um actually one trip that stands out we went on a cruise to alaska when mm. i was like before cruises were a thing there was like two cruise lines sitmar and then whatever the cruise line was that was uh princess norway oh, okay. yeah but before princess even oh. came along it was before love boat days well i mean princess the one I in there, but i hadn't heard of it but um and we went to uh alaska so we flew out to san francisco the whole mm -hmm. family on a plane together raising fucking hell on the plane bunch <laughs> of kids then we stayed in a hotel for four days and then we got on this cruise and went up there everybody knew us on the cruise <laughs> because the older kids were getting in trouble drinking and and carousing and the younger kids were getting in trouble because we're youngest of seven so we're yeah. on you know fucking what it's like shameless the movie the tv show yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. except on a there you go there's your new pitch there it is that's it's the pitch <laughs> <laughs> there it is. with we a brady bunch family, family yeah with a brady bunch family we, we got it everybody yeah and one and one alien wearing a tracksuit <laughs> yeah <laughs> <That's exactly. laughs> that gets pissed when people don't sleep on them oh man he gets mad if <laughs> Oh wow, that's that's a that that yeah, because especially a cruise is like, it's it is like a for kids or for like older people. It's such a it's I mean it's like that's why older they like it because it's like everything's there. You don't yeah. have to walk. You get, I mean like you literally go there and eat every time. So like for a kid, I mean I I that's one of the things I remember. I was like when I was on those cruises, I was like yeah, if I was like a little kid, I would have loved this. You yeah, I mean you're like. Because your parents, obviously, like, where are you going to go? Are you going to jump off the boat? It's like, yeah, go whatever. I don't care. I'll sit here. Yeah. So then you can run oh, around wow. and do. Dinner. There's yeah. only one place to go for dinner. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Dinner time. But my brother, they lost my brother's luggage. That's the best part of the story oh. is they lost my brother's yeah. luggage. And then there's those dinners where you have to dress a certain oh, way. Yeah. Like, you have mm -hmm. to be semi-formal. Well, all right. he had was the T-shirt and jeans he got on the, <laughs> the, the ship in. So he had to borrow clothes from, I don't remember if he borrowed from my sisters or not, but he certainly <laughs> borrowed from the porters, the porters and the bellmen, the employees on the oh, ship. Because so they were like, well, we're so sorry that the airline lost your clothes. Yeah. <laughs> that like in the big family photo and the big fancy dinner, he's wearing a vest. Oh, wow. <laughs> the same as the vest that the waiters are wearing and his shirt with his little sneakers. Ah, that's oh, so man, funny. Good stuff. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's perfect, so funny. For, perfect for your siblings to, to, <laughs> to witness that. 
And then, so those experiences from when you were younger, I, 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 we're dying to know how they influence, because now that you're a family man yourself, how do they influence how you, because, okay, here, here, like both of us, we don't, we don't have kids or anything yet, uh, Francisco and I, but when we travel on the road to do shows and stuff, I think we often come back, we don't want to go on a holiday. We don't want to go on another trip. We actually want to be a staycation, I guess, kind of thing, which yeah. you can't, probably can't do when you're a young dad and stuff. So how, how do, how do you influence, you know, your travel, your family travel decisions now? Well, I think, like I said, my parents had that calendar with everything planned out. I fuck yeah. that. I try to go with like, <laughs> there we well, go. how do I know how this eight year old, the last big trip we took was in Canada. We flew into Calgary and drove over to uh, Vancouver and mm -hmm. stopped all along the way at different beautiful oh, towns and everything, that's right? Really summertime. Pretty. That's, a, that's a very yeah. pretty drive. Gorgeous. Oh, yeah. And summertime, right? So, through, through the Rockies. But I was like, yeah. And I was like, well, we'll stop here, but I don't know anything else. Uh, you know, that's all I yeah. know. And we're going to stop at this town and stay in this place, but that's all I know. I don't care if we get yeah. in at 10 o'clock at night or 4 in the morning or when. It doesn't matter to me. So I try to be a lot more loose with it. And I also try to, like, I don't go for me. I'm going for the kids. Yeah. You know, my right. opportunity to travel was before I had kids and it'll come after my kids go to college or whatever they wind up doing. Right. Yeah. So right. my, my focus on those trips is always on the kids. I don't think my parents were, you know, in the seventies and eighties, parents weren't necessarily going like, well, now what are the kids? No, doing? Like, no. Fuck them. They go, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're coming with us and that's it. Like yeah, we're, <laughs> with us. we're going don't to Vegas and we're going to gamble the whole yep. week and you, and that's what we're going right. to do is to chill. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, like, awesome. I know, obviously I know all the ins and outs of like going through security and stuff. So it'll be very, it's frustrating going through with somebody like you guys travel so much. You probably know more about it than I do, but I know enough to know like ahead of time, like plastic bag, laptop, iPad, shoes, dun, dun, yeah. dun, if I'm not paying for clear or whatever the, the yeah. equivalent is. Right. Mm -hmm. And with yeah. them, they're like, well, wait now, does he have to take his hat off? I said, go, go, go. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the guy behind me is going. It's going, oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, we were ready. Come on, maybe, yeah. Cause yeah. It's, it's always, and it's always like, like a business guy who travels, like George Clooney in that movie where he travels yeah. like every day. And he's going like, come yeah. on, I got this. And you're like, you could feel his stare going like, I'm like, bro, it's like, it's his first time traveling. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's not my kids cute. No, get them out of my way. <laughs> I don't know your kid's not cute. I'm 20,000 miles from home. <laughs> yeah, what is uh, oh, man. And that's, uh, is there like a, a, um, a vacation that you're planning now after, because of all this after pandemic with, uh, you know, that no. you want to go or. Yeah, I want to. Can I just tell Go you, ahead. buddy? Um, yeah, my heart did break a little bit because you're the first guest that we've had since. Oh, well, I mean, we're what? We're twenty-something episodes in, so we haven't been going long anyway. We're only a couple months in, but uh, but I, you asked, you were like, "Can we do it? Uh, you, are we doing it in person?" And I so wish the answer was yes. It just brought me to this crushing blow of reality of like, yeah, we have well, been doing these studio uh, interviews for a while now. So I can't close. wait. I can't wait. Yeah, I know. We're so close. And then, uh, so it's, it was a little bit heartbreaking to go, yeah, no, we're doing it over Zoom. I would, we would love it. Look, I mean, the beauty of this thing has been that we found out, holy shit, we can do this. Like, yeah. I don't know if you guys yeah. did any shows during the pandemic oh, like yeah. this, but, you know, comics could do stand-up mm -hmm. shows on Zoom. Well, then I think just about anybody can do what they need to do because... <clears throat> 
that feedback from the audience is so crucial. I can't yeah. imagine how difficult that must be. Oh, uh, it was bad. And, and Jay, the only reason I asked was I thought maybe, you know, you never know. I did do one oh, with my friend Joe awesome. for the Second City, and they had a big plastic thing in between. We had to get tested beforehand. We can't, you know, like all that kind of shit. Yeah. Well, we, we wouldn't, we would have just trusted you. <laughs> we don't have all that. <laughs> vaccinated. Like, are you vaccinated? Yeah, we're all vaccinated. Yeah. So it's like, all yeah, right, cool, absolutely. you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully better at time now. But it was exciting because yeah. you're the first person to ask, which made me go, "Oh yeah, that's we're almost that's how there." Close we we're so, so yeah. close, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be. I also wanted to go to like because you travel so much uh, uh, nationally and internationally, especially internationally. Uh, is there any? Uh, I wanted to ask: Is there any customs or or traditions that 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 you like when? being outside of the country that you'd be like oh this would be a cool thing that if the like that that would i bring back to america that you yeah. know, americans would do we, or something like that yeah we went to saudi arabia for a uso tour and uh the women in our group none of us were married so they had to travel in a different vehicle mm. and they had to wear uh the head coverings and everything that'd be pretty cool to bring that back <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> you, I, know, I, I, you imagine <laughs> Could you imagine I was, if I asked you that? No, I, but you can do that. And, can you imagine and, that being taken out of context right now? No, no, because yeah, I, I mean, that, that's, that's the thing. That's the thing we can definitely cut this and then put it. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. That'd be great. Because viral. Florida, else, Florida man canceled. Yeah, Florida man um, wants to what? go back to the 50s. Like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, well, the whole fucking state of Florida wants to go back to the 50s. Yeah. But uh, the, the thing about that was that, you know, of course, just like with, with – female comics right they did not they fucking were furious the women in our group were furious mm -hmm. because they were like yeah. i have to cover my fucking i'm gonna be in a jeep i'm gonna be yeah. in a vehicle and they were like yeah but you don't want to don't mess around it's saudi arabia you don't want to mess around so these oh. the fuck man it's terrible because they're very progressive they're very mm -hmm. uh you know and this was 2001 this is early 2001 wow. so pre 9 11 and so obviously they were pissed and we were joking you know making fun of them and stuff but at the same time sympathy for them because we all traveled together yeah. but um no i wouldn't want to bring that tradition back yeah, no, i will no. say this i thought the coffee in south africa was the best coffee i've ever had and really? i know everyone's like oh their wine is great i was like man their coffee was great really wow because well, well, you weren't drinking you were you yeah were yeah you were drinking coffee oh, yeah. and traveling, hiking yeah, nine yeah. nine thousand feet. Sure. So yeah, you were just getting your taste buds back. <laughs> so yeah, like, that's what, what it was. What is this elixir? That's uh, coffee, sir. You're just tasting it for the first time you in fifteen years. Joking. <laughs> Missing out on this. But you know what I like? You know what I liked in Berlin? Their their uh, train system is uh, honor. It's honor system. It's like. Oh, yes, you have uh, to pay for the train. And I was like, oh, okay, where do I pay? You pay at that box. Is there anyone paying attention to the box? No. And I'm like, how's that working out for you? And they're like, great, we have the cleanest, safest trains in the world. And I thought, I wish we did that here, but we'd fucking screw it up. You nah, know we would. It would, yeah. go it would go broke in two weeks. Yeah, people yeah. would be jumping on. I mean, people do it in, in New York anyway. Jump over the, yeah. the turn thing, you know? So it's like, yeah. Yeah. You can get away with it in parts of London. Well, it it well it used to be paper tickets in London. You know, paper tickets into the little machine yeah. until until I don't know, fifteen years ago when it changed to to the same cards that we all use. But yeah, there's a lot of overground train systems I think through Europe and including in Britain where I remember you can get on and off as long as you know which stops 
are the unmanned, like not the main main uh, you know city type stops. Yeah. Kind of but I would like to figure that out here. I was actually talking about that about the LA subway because I find the LA subway efficient, but it has a stigma. I've never lived anywhere in the world mm -hmm. where there's such a stigma around yeah. getting and, in that, uh, and it's uh, justified, isn't it? Yeah. Because well, and that's what I was going to say back to. I think the owner system works in play. I think because, uh, uh, for example, in Venezuela, where I was born, the subway, it's uh, it's one of the like the it was one of the first subways in South America and it still runs great. And I think people still, you know, maintain it because it's the only way to to travel. You know, it's the only way to move, you know, for especially yeah. for poor people. So I think like having a, you know, maybe like when you have the honor system for something that people need, they're going to take care of it. Even if it's like, you know, cause right. I feel like when it's something that people don't really use or don't really care. I mean, for example, here in LA, you know, everybody has mostly has a car because, so that's probably why it would not work because people are like, yeah, who gives a shit. I'll just take an Uber, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but it is, like, I mean, for all these things you could take a car to, like I took it to um, Universal Studio. I took the subway to Universal Studios uh, yesterday from, from uh, I live in Hollywood here. And it's hugely efficient, but I know that there's such a stigma around it. Not a lot of people will do that. Everybody would rather drive the 50-minute drive well, and sit, sit in the traffic and then park their cars for 20 bucks at Universal Studios or whatever. Yeah, and, I, and that's, LA, I don't that's know. LA in two sentences right there. I mean, that's, that's Yeah, drive LA. and park. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chicago, I had a car, but I was always like, why do I have this stupid fucking car? Because yeah. the train system there is fantastic. Yeah, I grew up in, in Maryland, D.C., and, like, the train system over there is great, too. I mean, I, I was, from when I used to live in Maryland and travel to Virginia, you know, just take the subways, you know, the red line, and, you know, they're all great. So it's here yeah. that, yeah, and I, it's so, I hopefully, you know, it gets better, but I think that was definitely a, a apparently yeah. it was a car, is the car industry that did it back in the, 50s right. or something that yeah. they that's supposedly the yeah. they you know that's what i read so no, uh, some a homeless guy makes... told me that he was like i used to was like it's so empty it's so empty because the car industry has got you guys all up there well he did like i used to own that the rail system in la you know while he was asking for the dollar you know so well, they're, was... <laughs> they're going to extend it to the airport soon. So that'll be good because this is going to be the busiest yeah. airport in the world that doesn't have a train system that goes to it. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, you can get oh, you yeah. can get to JFK by train. Yeah. But you can't get to LAX. Yeah. Which yeah. it's a funny story. When I one of the first times I went to New York and I had to take, you know, saving flights, saving to you know, trying to save money. I, uh, I instead of taking a, uh, uh, a taxi, I took this. So I, but I had to leave like at three in the morning or two in the morning. Yeah. So I, I, I was staying at my sister and she lived in the, the world, uh, wall street, uh, area. So I took the subway and I remember taking the subway and it was literally like, uh, like a, like a zombie movie. I remember going into like some train station, walking the stairs. There was nobody, there was like some guy, like just like some shadow going like, ah, and I'm like, and, and I get in the subway and like, there's like guys looking at me and I'm, I'm holding my things. I'm, I'm going like, Okay, as soon as the doors open, I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna, fuck. I was like, I was so tired. I didn't sleep the whole day. I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. I mean, I was like, I was so like. Finally, I got to like, when you get to that subway that actually gets to the, to the airport. I was like, fuck, I'm free. But I was, I was so fucking scared. I was like, I'm not doing that shit again. I'll pay, yeah. you know, uh, 20, 30 bucks, 40, 50 bucks for it next time. <laughs> but uh, yeah. when you're poor, you gotta do those things, especially when you're starting yeah, no the stand up, you know.
Oh, and man. I'll tell you what else is it because I took the subway down to Dodger Stadium um, the other day. I mean, it doesn't go to Dodger Stadium, but it, I got, you know, the closest stop and then walked up, uh, which is very enjoyable. But you're walking through that huge parking lot. And I remember thinking, this is such an American stadium because it's got five miles of parking lot around it. And you wouldn't see it any, you know, Arsenal Football Club or, you know, any kind of stadiums in Europe and stuff. The parking lots are tiny. Like tiny in comparison, and the subway just comes right up to the to the stadium. So it's um it's very an interesting difference in the culture, you know. Yeah, no Um, kidding. Yeah, Uh, buddy, you've been a you've been an amazing guest, of course, as we knew you you would be. uh, We can't thank you enough for hanging. We uh, rifled no planning as well. We just rifled from topic to topic, and I think that's killer. I love it. Uh, so much fun. We always have, uh, unless Francisco, I mean, I'll throw the, I'll throw our, no, our general. No, yeah, I do the last. Yeah. Yeah. So buddy, we always have this, uh, a final question that we ask of our guests, uh, when they're on the way out, uh, out the door and not on the way out. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's a throwback to you being a grandpa. There we go. So, uh, so, uh, we always love to ask you, unless is this our producer saying that we got a question for somebody? Um, we're wondering, do you have any uh, piece of final piece of travel advice that you'd love to to pass on to people? Something that you could have been given uh, yourself, or that you've just discovered as time has gone on? What's your favorite little bit of travel advice to hand on? Oh man, like so many things. I think the number one thing is you can always buy it there. Oh, yes. whatever it is. It's like, oh, God, I forgot my... You can get a fucking toothbrush. <laughs> yeah, you can get true. a razor. You can get underwear. You can get socks. You can get shoes. Whatever you need that you forgot, you can get it there. So don't... I pack light. I pack, okay. ve- pack light and check your fucking bag, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I started... I, I agree with you. I started doing that, and I'm like, it's so much... It's like you're free. It's like... It's like... Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna, I was going to say, I was going to give an example of like having a kid and then not have, but that, I was like, no, that's not a good example. But I was like, but it is kind of like, once you check the bag, it's like, you're free. You can just walk around. You don't have to carry well, something heavy. And like, yeah. And part of that is on the airlines too, because they started charging to check yeah. the bag. So come to think of it, that's why a lot of people started carrying on, but uh, good God, man. But it's but, also uh, like, some people just bring like so much shit in there. And you're like, yeah, it's, it's like, you just came from Ross. What the fuck? You know, it's like, yeah, don't eat that fucking chicken salad <laughs> that you bought. If we're not all eating it, don't eat yeah, it in yeah. the plane because now we're all going to smell it. It's gross. <laughs> that's good. That's a, that's a triple hitter. Yeah. yeah. Don't bring you chicken, don't bring chicken salad. You check your bag. Check check your chicken salad. I told you I got a mil- I got a million things. I'm like, oh I fucking yeah, bring two chargers. And say that's well, that's your new that's your stand if you ever do stand up, that's uh that's your five minute bits right yeah, there. That'll like, be my five minutes, yeah. There yeah, you go. Just just on going off on that shit. But yeah, no, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thanks I know you're really busy, you so thank you very much. I know. Never too you're, busy to hang with a buddy. You're super busy. There we go. Tweet pods. One of our regulars is saying thank you. Oh, Pam's here too, saying thank you to you, man. Um, and yeah, I know. I know that it's a pleasure seeing you on my screen here. I know you're going to be on my screen here tonight as soon as I turn that TV on. Uh, it's up to you. But uh, the power's in your hands, America. Yeah. You can <laughs> see me tonight on your TV. Just yes. look well, me you, up. And next season too, because your show got renewed, which is awesome. Right. So thank you. Yeah. That's so right. that's. And also on the Goldbirds as well. And yeah. on, 
crime, uh, American uh, crime history. Crime which we don't, story. Crime yeah, story, yeah. which you don't know which one it is. So stand by. Stand by. Stand by. Literally. Yeah. Awesome, so thank man. you. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, Dan. Bye. Bye.